0: Blessings family, I tell you, it is just like a tremendous blessing to be alive and well and in the land of the living. Can you believe it? We are already in the month of February. Lord have mercy. 2024, you know, time is moving swiftly. And, uh, you know, we want to make sure that we're maximizing the moment that we're being the very best expression of ourselves here within the earth realm. You know, who we are is God's gift to us. And what we make of it is our gift back to God. And listen, family, God has just been so good to us. He's blessed us in remarkable ways, in the multitudinous of ways. And as we continue to embrace our relationship and draw closer to the Lord and understand, you know, the kingdom way and what blessings are all about. They're not always about money and things and tangible things. But it's a blessing to have your health and your strength and your sound mind. It's a blessing to have a roof over your head and shoes on your feet, clothes on your back. You know, many have heard the the, the slogan or the saying, There was once a man who complained he had no shoes, but then he turned right around and he met a man who had no feet to use. And so we're blessed. And don't let the enemy uh, tell you otherwise. You know, I put something out just the other day. The Bible reminds us that many are the afflictions of the righteous, yes, righteous people, get afflicted. A lot righteous people experience things. Ask Job. Job was a man that walked upright, but that did not allow, that did not rather prevent or stopped trials and afflictions to come to his home and to his family, and to the point to where he had lost everything, body filled with sores. But he held on to the Lord. The Lord give it, the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And Job said, all of the days of my appointed time. Hallelujah. He said, you know what he said? He says, I am going to wait until my change come. And that's what Psalms reminds us. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God delivereth us out of not just a few, not just a little, but the Lord delivereth us out of them all. So I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be strengthened and empowered. And, you know, through this podcast today, uh, you know, just in my meditation and asking the Lord, what is it that I need to say, you know, to the people on time relevant, what we need to hear, you know. And uh, Galatians 5, and 23 came to mind. And it's the fruit of the spirit. And, uh, Paul says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such is, such there is rather no law. Um, we must understand that the moment that we became a Christian, uh, the Holy Spirit began a divine work. To produce Christ's character in us. The day that we became became saved. And so regardless of who we are. The spirit works from the same model. And that model is Jesus Christ. So the spirit looks to Christ. In order to find the blueprint for our character. My bishop he said this a long time ago. And he frequently repeated when we're meeting on our calls and prayer and what have you. He says, our personality is what we show others, but our character is who we really are. You know, our personality is our perfume or our cologne, but our character is how we really smell. Wow. Think about that. So the Spirit looks to Christ in order to find the blueprint for our character the Spirit will immediately begin helping us to experience and practice that same love that Jesus had when he laid down his life for his friends. You know, Scripture reminds us no greater love than this, than a man that would lay down his life for his friends. And so the same joy he experienced will now fill us. The identical peace that guarded the heart of Jesus, even as he was being beaten and mocked, will be the peace that the Spirit works to instill into us. That patience that Jesus had for his most unteachable disciple will be the patience that the Spirit now develops in us. The kindness that Jesus showed towards children and sinners will soften our hearts towards each other. Think about that. There will be a goodness about us that is only explainable by the presence of the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit will build the same faithfulness also into us that led Jesus to be entirely obedient to his Father. And also, the Spirit will teach us self control so that we will have strength to do what is right and to resist temptations all of this is a natural is as natural rather as the growth of fruit on a tree all of this is as natural as the growth of fruit on a tree think about it i mean it's it's a natural process It's a natural time. It's a natural moment. You do not have to orchestrate it on your own. You know the tree by the fruit that it bears. Our fruit is in the root. Who is our root? What is our root? Christ. Christ. The hope of glory. Christ. The solid rock we stand. All of the grounds are sinking sand. It automatically begins the moment that we become a believer. How quickly it happens depends upon how completely we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit's activity. That is what identifies us and bespeaks of who we are in the earth realm. the fruit of the Spirit. Not the fruit of the world, not the fruit of the flesh, but the fruit of the Spirit, and that is what? Love, that is joy, that is peace, that is long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of these, Galatians 5, 22 twenty. we see it. It's the hallmark of who Jesus Christ is. As Christ is, so we in this earth realm, and even as Jesus saw and began to share with the people in effect, of what would be the sum total and the model as it relates to his life in giving his life. He said, watch this. Except a grain of corn falls into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it will bear much fruit. And so how quickly... The fruit of the Spirit is, is evident in our lives. You know, God wants us to be loving, not hateful and thinking, you know, negative and what we can conjure up to get somebody. He wants us to be filled with joy. Hallelujah. Not sorrow. He wants us to be filled with peace. The peace that passes all understanding, which we got to our hearts about. He wants us to be long-suffering, which means don't be so short-patient and short-tempered with people, other people, but then you want them to go the long extra mile for you. Think about that. He wants us to be kind to one another, to others. Goodness, goodness. I say everything that's good ain't God. Everything... That's God is good. So as we're in Christ, that goodness is going to stem what? From the kingdom activity, the kingdom way, faithfulness. And the Lord even reminds us through scriptures, whatever we do, don't do it as unto man. Do it as unto God and be faithful, be committed. Think about it. Even in our personal relationships, we want people to be faithful to us. If you make a commitment to me, I want you to be faithful to that commitment. Gentleness. Don't be so hard and harsh and brash. Some people, that's our personality. God uses us in that area. But even with the harshness, learn to be gentle with your harshness. (laughs) Self-control. Don't allow your emotions to govern your life. Don't allow your flesh to make your decisions. Self-control. Emotions. I can't trust my emotions because my emotions are too unstable. I'll be mad as all outdoors at 8:15 but then at 8:45 times change things change so don't say or make a permanent decision in a temporary situation learn self control and all of these things will happen and they will, will how quickly rather they will happen depends upon how completely we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit's activity. it's so a lot of things we got to contend with today, saints of God. So many choices, so many options, so many things that are actually wolves in sheep clothing. That are really making a lot of people think that it is the best thing for them. And all along, the Bible says, be careful. Because outwardly, it appears to be right. But inwardly, it's a ravening wolf waiting to destroy you. But take the word develop that fruit of the spirit. And that comes as I spend more time with God, as I decrease that God would increase in prayer and meditation, consecration, feeding my spirit, the right stuff being where I need to be going, where I need to go. You know, in my closing, uh, the Bluetooth jumped off and, you know, periodically I'll listen to secular music and they were interviewing Charlie Wilson this morning on my drive in. And they asked Charlie, how were you able to make the change in your life from being addicted to dope and homeless and all of these things? And he talked about, you know, how he met his wife and the rehab and all of that. But he said three things. He had to change the people. He had to change places and he had to change things. He had to change the people that were causing the dysfunctionality. Lay aside dead weight the sin. That's what easily beset us. All right. He said the places, you know, the old folks say the places I used to go, I don't go anymore. I have to be mindful of the places where I go or where I don't go that I need to go. Because it's going to either empower me or impoverish me. And then the things, the things. And there's so many things that people could just easily access to give instant gratification. But then that instant gratification will ultimately cause a life of demise. So think about it. Be discerning. Allow the fruit of the spirit that derives from our relationship with Jesus Christ as we're being conformed to the image of God's son. That's Jesus Christ, our Savior. Oh, where would we be? I don't know where I would be without the Lord, I'm telling you. I wouldn't be able to make it not church, not path without my relationship with Jesus Christ. Christ, the hope of glory. Lord, have mercy. And I may have some witnesses who knows about that. Let's have a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you once more and again for your goodness and your mercy, your loving kindness. Thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for this moment. I pray now for your people. I come in agreement. Those prayer requests, oh God. And even we celebrate in those praise reports. We we grieve with those who grieve. We sorrow with those who sorrow, oh God. And we rejoice with those who in joy. And we know that we've been endured for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And so God lead us and guide us, keep us, orchestrate our steps. We pray for the sick. We pray for the shut-in. We pray for those who don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, that they will get to know him and confess with their mouth and believe in their heart the Lord Jesus, that God raised Him from the dead, the latches on the inside. Jesus said, here I stand knocking at the door. If anyone will open up and let me in, I will come in and I will sup. He that Hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So we pray that souls are saved, Lord, that lives are changed, Lord, that yokes are destroyed, Lord, that burdens are lifted, Lord, that the captives are set free in the name of Jesus. We come against every assignment of the enemy. We plead the blood of Jesus. We come against every witch, every hex, every spell, every spirit of hoodoo, voodoo, black magic. We come in agreement right now, God, that everything that is held up that need to be released on behalf of your people, that you will do it in an uncommon and an unusual way. We speak it in the name of Jesus. Every force that have been sanctioned, oh God, that to, to harm and to incapacitate your people, we bind it in the name of Jesus. We bind it in the name of Jesus. No weapon that is formed against your people will be able to prosper. Every tongue that rise against them in judgment, you will condemn. We thank you. We praise you. We say to God, be the glory. Hallelujah. For all the things that you're done, you're doing, you're getting ready to do. We claim the victory. It's already done in Jesus' name, we pray. Thank God. Amen. So we love you today. We thank God for you. Sunday is second Sunday, one service combined for the rest of the month, 8 a.m. at Pilgrim. It's Mardi Gras time, second lines, all of this traffic and what have you. But we will be one hour, eight to nine, so we can get you in, get you out. Don't miss it. It's going to be an amazing, an amazing time. Just like you have an hour, many of us, for lunch. This is the time for you to eat on Sunday. You have spiritual food. So take that drive. Make that commitment. Be in place, whether it's at at Pilgrim, Combined, Bountiful, and Pilgrim, Uptown, or at your local ministry. Don't pass up your food. You got to have your fuel and your food in the place where God has placed you, amen, as it relates to... Ministry and community and family. It's easy to get online and hear from somebody far away and with all of that other good stuff, but what is it really doing for your fellowship and your family and your community, your local community that need your presence and your gifts and your talents to even strengthen that body of believers and even strengthen our community in where we're located? Because even the very presence of our churches. Bringing a lasting, lasting, indelible impact on our communities. I walked out the side door at the Uptown Church a few weeks ago, and the dog across the street was standing at the gate with his ears up, enjoying the worship at the church. That was amazing. That was just amazing to see that the, the dog, the watchdog at the neighbor's house, be waiting was waiting for the service to start, and he was at attention at the gate, enjoying the worship service. All right so don't miss it. We love you. This has been Overseer BK Rich with a word refreshing. One pastor in two locations. We're coming where you are to take you where we're going. The year 2024, guess what? We all in. And when you go all in, God's going to go all in. And I promise you, it's going to be pressed down, shaken together, running over to Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. We love you. Be blessed, and we'll see you Sunday, fam.